Hi, this is Kevin McCullough. Thanks for listening to the Christian Outlook podcast, where we cover today's issues from a perspective that honors your Christian faith. Our podcast is brought to you through a partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. Here's another piece I trust you'll enjoy. This is a documentary about the state of the classroom, the public school classroom in California and around the country. Uh, The title of the documentary is Whose Children Are They? And you would think the answer to that would be obvious. And yet it's not obvious in our day. This is a documentary that takes a long, hard look at all of the issues that have started making headlines, things that parents are starting to stand up and say, wait, what? Huh? Some of this because of what happened through COVID when parents were all of a sudden seeing on their home computer screens what was being presented to their children and going, no, wait, that's not what I want for my kids. Here's the thing. You've got to know what's happening in classrooms. We have joining us this afternoon on Southern California Live, one of the producers of this documentary, Rebecca Fredericks, is on the line with us. And let me welcome her. Rebecca, welcome to Southern California Live. Hey, Bob. It's great to be here. And it's Friedrichs. Excuse me. Thank you for correcting that. Rebecca Friedrichs. And you know about this subject uh, up close and personal. You were a public school teacher for how long? I taught in California public schools for 28 years. My husband taught for 42. I would still be there if it wasn't for the corruption that's going on in our schools, thanks to so-called teacher unions who claim to represent teachers, but they don't. So we spend all of our time exposing what's really going on and helping people to understand uh, the problem in our schools and how to fix it. You were the lead uh, plaintiff in a, a lawsuit lawsuit brought against the California Teachers Association that went all the way to the Supreme Court, ended up in kind of a split decision, an unusual split decision at the Supreme Court level. But but what what was the basis of that lawsuit, and are the issues that you were bringing five years ago still present in the school hierarchy today? Well, thank God the issues have been dealt with for the most part because Another case was built on our case and was able to bring it forward. We, we got the ball to the one-yard line, and they ran it in for a touchdown. So what happened was our, our case, which we actually sued the CTA and the National Education Association, 10 California teachers, and we said, hey, none of us should be forced to fund unions that are actually damaging our profession, abusing our students, destroying our schools, undermining parents. And uh, so we sued them, and our goal was to end forced unionism for every government employee in the United States of America. And that dream came true in June 2018. Every government employee, including teachers, was freed from being forced to fund government unions. Now, they might still have a government union in their government job. Most likely they do, but they don't have to fund them anymore. Most people don't know that. So we started an organization called For Kids and Country, and our whole goal is to educate people that, hey, you don't have to pay these corrupt unions anymore. And you won't lose your job, and we can help you, and we can find you friends to stand with you. And uh, so that's why we made this movie, to help educate more people on what's really going on in our school. That it's not good teachers doing these things to our kids. It's activists who are promoted by the so-called teacher unions, and that we can stop this by getting unions out of our schools. 
And lest anybody think you are overstating the case, no less than Los Angeles Magazine back several months ago ran a profile with the uh, the head of the L.A. Teachers Union and, and kind of laid it wide open. I mean, Los Angeles Magazine is not known for its highly conservative viewpoint, right? And and here they run this interview with Cecily Meyert-Cruz, and all of a sudden parents are, are reading this and going, hang on just a second. This is a person with a an agenda and and uh, really really driving this at uh, at breakneck speed that's right and one of the things we show in our documentary is that these so-called teacher unions are are actually pushing a socialist communist agenda through our schools and they are uh, well let me explain it this way our founders told us the only way to keep a free republic is with a well-educated and moral citizenry that can self-govern these unions are directly attacking our republic by purposely undermining our educational system, indoctrinating our children instead of teaching them accurate history and accurate science and uh, teaching them how to read. And they are undermining the family by sexualizing children. They want to undermine our morals. And um, they're doing this all on purpose because they don't want our free republic to thrive. And they really do have a a very um, hardcore political agenda and most teachers and most government employees have no idea that they're being used to fund this agenda. So um, we're hoping that more people will awaken. This is the silver lining of COVID, is that it started awakening people to things that have been happening for decades in our schools. And uh, they've gotten to a critical mass. So we're hoping that many will learn the truth, will come out and see whose children are they. And by the way, there are other opportunities to see it that I can share with your audience. What are the other ways that they can view this documentary? Yeah, so they can go to whosechildrenarethey.com, and there's several things they can do. Number one, they can click a button that says, Bring to My Church. And it's not just churches that can show it. Schools can show it, community groups, but that's the button they click. First of all, children should not see this movie. I wouldn't recommend it for anyone under the age of 20 because of what we expose, especially in the sex ed. But um, you can actually host an event at your church, your home, or your your community group, your school. And um, it's a ticketed event through uh, this is childrenarney.com website. You can do that from today through April 14th. And then if you sign up for um, updates, then you can find out how the movie is available after that 30-day window. And, and you said not for children, not for people under 20, because and, and I remember, I know the part you're talking about where a, a list is read of, of male and female genitalia and the and the, the the crude names that are associated with that. And I'm listening to this and, and wanting to cover my own ears. And then th- this is what's being used in classrooms with 11 and 12 year olds. Well, and, and I want to clarify that again. Most teachers would never teach this stuff, not in a jillion years. But what the teacher unions and their political allies do is they pass laws. Here in California, they passed a law called the California Healthy Youth Act, and there's really nothing healthy about it. And they require that schools teach something called comprehensive sexuality education. Well, most teachers, when they are um, shown the curricula, there are six different curricula that have been approved. They're all equally abusive of children and of teachers. Most teachers say, no way, I'm never going to teach this. And so what the unions and their friends have done is they wrote into the law that if teachers are unqualified to teach this, then the experts can be brought brought into the schools. So many schools have um, contracts with Planned Parenthood, and Planned Parenthood will gladly come in and sexually abuse your child in the classroom with inappropriate information, Um, things that we probably can't even talk about on the radio and that I'm embarrassed to talk about, too. I always apologize to groups of men before I tell them what's going on, but 
Our men need to know so they can stand up and put a stop to this. And again, it's the teacher unions that are behind it. Not teachers. It's these so-called teacher unions who collect a billion with a B annually, tax-free, from educators and push this nasty, abusive agenda. So we need to stop them. We need to help people to union exit. And uh, when they go to whosechildrenarethey.com, they can click on Join the Movement in the menu items, and that will bring them to our For Kids and Country site, where we actually teach people how to adopt teachers and educate them, and we help teachers to get out of the unions, union exit. We help anybody. Anybody can come get out of the union through us. And uh, we just really empower people. We, we need to stand against these unions and remove them from our agencies and our institutions, especially our schools. I have to wonder, Rebecca, I, I thought to myself as I was watching the film, I would imagine some will say, you have cherry-picked the the worst-case scenarios that may be happening in 0.3% of schools across the country, but you're really blowing the whole thing out of proportion. Is that accurate? I'm so glad you asked that question. This movie would have been, you know, two days long if we'd included all the people who wanted to share their stories about what they've seen across the country. Um, no, we didn't just cherry-pick. This is happening nationwide. Actually, uh, thanks to the United Nations, this is happening in other countries, too. Um, it's, it's really an agenda uh, to, to undermine parents and to take over our children. Uh, in America, it's an agenda to undermine our free republic, um, to make our children good little collectivists who will do whatever they're told by the system. Uh, we're not overstating it. This is happening nationwide. Um, the so-called teacher unions put millions into school board races, and if they control your school board, they control your superintendent. They control, this is why parents go to all these school board meetings and they're ignored and abused. It's because those school board members have been put in office by so-called teacher unions, not teachers. So um, this is a big problem, and it's been a problem for many, many years. The unions got their stronghold in the 1960s. Um, they also bullied the PTA into a stance of neutrality. So the PTA is not a, a line against the unions. They have to go along with whatever the unions want. So they really undermined us in many ways, and, and we're not overstating it in any way. There's a lot more we could say. Rebecca, you brought up uh, school boards, and we've seen in the last year a lot of school board meetings. We've watched on YouTube parents going to their school board meetings and, and talking about everything from masks and vaccinations to critical race theory and sex ed in schools. And now parents are starting to say, I'm running for school board. And we're seeing, like we saw in San Francisco, school board members be removed, like we saw down in Dallas, where there's been there, there have been school board members replaced with more conservative moms and dads who are saying enough is enough. Are we starting to see a movement that's turning local school boards around, do you think? Yes, and it, I'm so thankful for this. So I've been in this fight since 1987, and for so many years, there were just a few of us who were you know, pushing back on all of this, and people thought, you know, we were crazy and we were wearing tinfoil hats or something. They just didn't believe us. And so thankfully, because of the COVID nonsense, they've seen the truth. And yes, parents and teachers are standing up nationwide. The folks in, in San Francisco, I'm friends with some of those folks who, who just, you know, stood together as a community and fought. They said enough is enough. So what happened was parents, sadly, um, kind of fell asleep at the wheel and stopped attending school board meetings. They thought, oh, everything's fine. The school board's got my child's best interest at heart. And a lot of teachers were fighting on the inside, and, and we would get bullied, and the unions used mafia tactics to shut us up and, and uh, to isolate us. So, and a lot of teachers were just too afraid to stand up. 
also, there's been a lot of fear. There's been a lot of uh, naivete, people that didn't know what's going on. Now they're awakened. A sleeping giant has been awakened. We hope and pray that this movie will awaken even more and that more and more people will find the courage to stand up and do what's right, to stand against these unions. Yes, please run for school board. Don't let the unions give you any money. Stand against everything they do. And run as a slate. Run together with two or three people so you can flip those school boards. That's a great thing to do. And be aware, once you win, the unions will try to chase you out. So your whole community has to get educated that the unions are the problem so that they will be aware of the attacks when they come. And and you're you're identifying the unions as as the problem. You're saying all of this is coming in through their their uh, their auspices. This is this is they have an agenda that's beyond teachers getting good salaries and paid time off. They 100% have an agenda, and if people want to see it for themselves, there's a lot more they can see. But if they come to our website, forkidsandcountry.org, and click on Join the Movement for Kids and Country, we have several buttons, and one of the buttons is called Evidence, Union's Political Agenda. And people can read for themselves uh, four years' worth of new business items that were passed by the National Education Association. I think they'll they'll be shocked to see that the teacher union stands for open borders, defunding the police. A Medicare for all. They stand. Uh, they only support progressive, what what I would say, regressive um, uh, Democrats who push this um, this whole agenda. They they stand for critical race theory. They stand with all sorts of far left organizations that have invaded our schools. Um, schools should be run by parents and teachers who are serving parents and children. Schools should not be run by special interest groups, but unfortunately, they are. We have groups like Southern Poverty Law Center, Planned Parenthood, ACLU, working with the teacher unions, and many other groups, Healthy Team Network, which is not healthy. We exposed a little bit of that in the movie. So there's just a lot of, of chaos going on in our schools, and it's because parents aren't in authority anymore. So we need parents to get in authority. We, you know, and, and I ask parents, you know, we need to stop thinking about the government um, educating our children. We're supposed to educate our children. However, we, we do that. You know, we, even if we can't lower the taxes and, and, you know, pay for it ourselves, our child to go to a private school, we need to come up with clever ideas. So we also have a button called School Options that helps parents and teachers to understand there's a whole lot more options than just the public schools or homeschooling. Lots of things you can do. And so we're trying to empower them. So those parents who are thinking, well, okay, this may be going on in some liberal enclaves like downtown San Francisco, but here in my suburban Orange County zip code, I can't believe that my my kids' elementary school, which has always gotten good marks and, and it's considered a great school, and I know some of the teachers, this isn't going on in my school. You would say mm-hmm. what? I would say I fell for that, too. Um, I live in a suburban Orange County neighborhood that is very conservative, and our school district is a hot mess. We have horrible school board members. Um, we have two that stand with parents, and the rest stand with the so-called teacher unions. This radical sex ed that has invaded our schools, I first found out about it from a parent in Northern California who told me about it in 2000, oh, I think it was 2012, and the first teacher that exposed it was here in my own suburban conservative school district. Um, she learned about it during a teacher training where they were telling the teachers that they needed to teach this 
child abuse. And she said 10 minutes into it, she said, whoa, 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 where's the parent letter? What are we doing here? This is not appropriate. And uh, she was shocked that the school district we, we live in uh, was bringing this into the schools, not just piloting it, but bringing it into all the science classrooms for middle schoolers. And so um, just because you think you're safe, you think you're in a safe neighborhood, no, this is an agenda that's coming after your kids. This is an agenda trying to undermine our free republic. What is the, the most important core of a free republic? The family. The family is what a society stands upon. So they're trying to undermine the family. Don't let them. We need to stop them. We need to get our kids out of these schools, and we need to educate them ourselves and work together to educate them and stand with good teachers so that they can work with you too and, and aren't trapped in this corrupt system anymore. Can public schools be redeemed? I mean, can can we turn this around, Rebecca? That's such a great question. If we can get the so-called teacher unions and their special interest groups out of our schools, then I believe they could be redeemed. If we do not kick those people out, they can never be redeemed. They're they're being used. Um, you know, our schools have been they've been infiltrated. They've been usurped. And uh, parents have been bullied and silenced. Good teachers have been bullied and silenced. We can't thrive that way. So um, if we can get them out quickly, we can save them. But I would, you know, this is why I say to teachers and parents, we need a mass public school exit. We need a mass union exit. We need to stand together, uh, you know, come join our movement and uh, find out how that there are many other ways uh, where teachers can teach and even make more money and not have all the stress and the politics thrown on them, and where kids can learn and be happy and not be sexualized and not be told to hate America or, you know, in a dangerous classroom environment. You know, I taught in a suburban Orange County school district as well my entire career. It was a a lower-income neighborhood, but these were sweet parents, sweet kids, and, you know, uh, I loved them, and I saw all of this this, um, uh, corruption coming into our school district because it was being forced down by the federal government and by the state. So the other thing we need to do is get the government out of our schools. They were never supposed to be there in the first place. Our founders never wanted the government in our schools. So we just need to start thinking differently. We need to go back to the way our founders set things up, get our schools back to what they're supposed to be, parents in charge, and good teachers standing with them. Well, if, if the government's out, then we have no public schools anymore, right? Well, that's right. I guess we wouldn't call them public schools. But um, the our founders knew that education was the most important thing that we needed to keep our republic. But So what they did was they made sure that every town was gifted a piece of land for their school. So the government gifted them the land. Here you go. You build your school. But the community was in charge of the school. So in other words, our founders knew that if the federal government in particular got involved with telling us what to teach and how to teach, we'd end up in the disaster we're in today. So we just have to start thinking differently. Um, the, one of the things you talk about in the movie is that the, the National Department of Education wasn't even started until Jimmy Carter. Jimmy Carter was the first uh, presidential candidate that the so-called teacher union supported financially, and his thank you gift to them was the National Department of Education. And um, the national government is not supposed to be telling us what to teach, like Common Core, and to bring in these uh, discipline policies that are literally turning our classrooms into war zones. There's so many problems we have. Because the federal government has inserted its, um, you know, its authority into our schools. It doesn't belong there. Schools are supposed to be local. 
So uh, we just need to start thinking differently and, and uh, you know, bringing our schools together in our neighborhoods. I, you know, I, I, I guess you could call them neighborhood schools, but uh, you definitely need to get the government out. A couple of weeks ago in Eau Claire, Wisconsin, teachers were gathered for a training session that was led by uh, the... Um, led by a group from the Eau Claire, University of Wisconsin-Eau Claire multiculturalism, multiculturalism and Diversity Staffers. So you can see where this is going. They came in and sat down with the teachers, and as a part of their instruction, they said that um, parents who disagree with their kids about gender identity issues are guilty of a form of abuse. The trainers encouraged the teachers to be activists, to vote, to demonstrate, to protest. One of the slides in the training session said, remember, parents are not entitled to know their kids' identities. That knowledge must be earned. Teachers are often straddling this complex situation. In the Eau Claire Associated School District, our priority is supporting the students. So, you understand what what this is saying? They're being they're they're teaching the teachers not to tell mom and dad how the kids are identifying, what pronouns they're using, what gender identification they have, because you don't deserve to know. Because you might be guilty of abusing your child if you found out that they have a different gender perspective than you do, and the teachers have to stand in your way. It's the question of whose children are they. Rebecca Friedrichs is joining us this afternoon. She is one of the producers of this film. She's in the film. She uh, heads an organization called For Kids and Country. And what I just described from Eau Claire, Wisconsin, Rebecca, might sound like, well, that's that's liberal Eau Claire, Eau Claire, Wisconsin. That's not happening in other places. But this is popping up everywhere. It's absolutely popping up everywhere. And it's the perfect example of why the government should not be in our schools nor should their government unions because the government unions are the ones pushing this nightmare. So um, I don't know one single teacher or one single parent who would agree with what's going on in Wisconsin, what you just described. Yet I do know many, many teachers who have been through those same sorts of in-service training. They're all disgusted. They're all pushing back. They don't want to ever keep a secret from a parent, uh, good teachers are retiring early in record number. Why? Because the government has this tyrannical control over our schools through their unions, and so now nobody's safe. Good teachers aren't safe. Kids aren't safe. Parents aren't safe. Um, You know, I know teachers who are so distraught over this. They're saying, look, I can't pretend a child's a different gender. Uh, I'm going to go with truth here, and these teachers are threatened to lose their job, which is why they're retiring. So we have to step in and we have to say no more. Get these government unions out, get this government out, and put parents back in control of the education of their children. You keep calling them so-called teachers' unions. Why do you do that? I say that because my entire career I was forced to pay these unions. I never had a choice to vote for them. I was never even given the option to say, you know, yes or no, do I want them? Um, uh, they have forced teachers to fund them for over 40 years until our lawsuit and another lawsuit right after us freed teachers finally from being forced to pay them. But these unions are still the monopoly bargaining agents. So even if you choose not to pay them, you are forced to accept their bargaining, which is all for these kind of the things you just described, these horrible lessons 
undermining parents, undermining teachers, harming little children. I don't know one good teacher that's for any of that, but the unions push it. So they are not pushing what teachers want. They're not really there to defend good teachers, to represent good teachers. In fact, I served as a union rep for three years because I thought, for sure we can change these problems from the inside. Oh, no. What I saw when I went to state-level meetings was that these unions are using teachers as pawns to fund a very radical political agenda, to undermine our free republic, to undermine our families, to undermine our schools and our educational system, to um, to completely um, uh, change the American way of life. Uh, they're pushing socialism and communism. And um, if people could awaken to what's really going on, I think they'd be truly alarmed and they would understand why um, these unions don't really represent teachers and uh, why we so so desperately need to stand with teachers. I call it adopt a teacher, stand with them and help them to exit these unions. Don't most teachers belong to the union today? Most teachers do, and it's because they were all forced to fund the union for over 40 years. Most have no idea that they have been freed from the unions. When our case went to the courts, uh, was headed to the Supreme Court, the union started something called the Friedrichs Fix, where they were going to fix the problem that our case was causing by ending forced unionism, and they were able to pass laws here in California and in many other blue states um, that are basically run by the teacher unions, uh, and they passed these laws that made it illegal for government employers to tell employees their rights that they no longer have to join unions. Uh, They even passed laws that the unions get updated personal contact information on all of the people in a union shop, and no one else gets that updated contact information. And they also passed a law here in California that they get 30 minutes with every new employee to browbeat them and tell them all about the unions. So most of these employees have no idea they've been freed from the unions. If they do know, most are too terrified. I know many teachers who are 100% against what's going on, but they're so terrified to leave the unions. That's why we started our for Kids and Country movement and asked people, adopt the teachers, stand with the teacher, put your arm around the teacher, educate the teacher. I wrote a book, Standing Up to Goliath, that goes in very deep on what uh, unions are doing to teachers to educate them. Take them to our movie, show them our movie when it's, uh, you know, wherever it's available, and uh, educate them so they can see the truth, so they can escape. They've been deceived. The unions are the fox in the hen house. So help us to educate teachers and other government employees to see the truth. Uh, we can turn this country around if we can stop people from funding our, our enemies. What are teachers afraid of? What kind of intimidation is the union practicing with teachers who say, I don't think I'm going to pay my dues or join this year? I write about this in my book. I call it a culture of fear. So the teachers unions use a culture of fear where they use fear, intimidation, um, indoctrination, and isolation to keep people from leaving the union. So first of all, the unions, they're not truth tellers. They're deceivers. And so they deceive um, people, particularly educators, on a very deep level. Um, they, they tell educators, you're going to get sued if you don't have us. The truth is there are uh, independent organizations that offer better liability insurance for a fraction of the price. We have that on our Circuit Country website as well. Um, and, you know, these teachers have just been told so many deceptive messages by the union. I'll just tell a couple stories. Um, you know, when I dared to say that I wasn't going to stand against um, parents having 
the decision on where their children go to school. Um, and I refused to phone bank uh, for the teacher unions to destroy a parent's right to choose. Um, the unions bullied me the entire year. They wouldn't talk to me anymore. They isolated me. And while we were in staff meetings and I was standing up for the kids and parents and for good teachers, not one teacher stood with me. But they would come to me later come visit my classroom, look around, is anybody here? Are there any cameras here? And then they'd tell me, I agree with you. And I said, well, why didn't you stand with me? And they never could say why. They, they were too terrified. They just wouldn't stand. So if you think about cancel culture, teachers have been, in, been abused by a cancel culture, by literal mafia tactics from the teacher union for decades. They're terrified. And that's why we have to stand with them. There seems to be a, a school choice renaissance, a movement, states that are are uh, finding a way to encourage and allow for school choice and to incentivize parents to consider this option. First of all, do you see that ever happening in California, and, and can it catch on? Well, I know there's a group trying to do it right now here in California, and um, I, have, I have some uh, some positive feelings, and I have some concerns. So my concern is with, with most of the school choice uh, narrative that we hear, they talk about the money follows the child. So uh, taxpayer dollars could follow a child into a private school or a Christian school or a home school. My concern about that is we, we have a very tyrannical government here in California that uh, isn't respecting parents or our rights. And my concern is that they would, that if we do get that kind of choice, that then the government will pass some kind of law that says, well, now that that private school and that Christian school and that home school is getting government money, now they all have to teach the CRT and the, you know, all the genders and all of this, and then we'll really be undermined. Hmm. I believe people should have freedom, and I believe that everyone should be able to educate their child in the way that that parent believes their child should be educated. And I believe everyone should have the opportunity to educate. So my goal would be to work to lower taxes so that people can afford to educate their children, to work to educate people on all the different options. It's not, it doesn't have to be so expensive. Our uh, public schools waste a lot of money educating children. Uh, for example, I had my son in a private school. It was $6,000 a year. But our public school here in Cal- and that was in California, and our public schools are spending, I don't even know the number now, it's 16000 a year or something or more. Um, so... There's a lot of ways we could save a lot of money and that we could do this as a, as a culture, as a state. We just need to get the government out of our way. And, Rebecca, if teachers all say, okay, I'm checking out or I'm going to this other district, don't we leave L.A. Unified with a, 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 a mess of, of teachers who have a, a socialist agenda? So L.A. Unified is already a mess, and in my opinion, it needs to be dismantled so that you know parents and community can build better schools, smaller schools. Our, our founders never meant for our schools to be these gigantic uh, industrial complexes where kids, you know, are going through metal detectors and, uh, and in danger. That was never how our schools were supposed to be. That's the union's idea of our schools. That's, you know, that's the leftist idea. Let's reject it. Uh, L.A. Unified has not been serving children well for years. Um, there's so many children that aren't even reading in L.A. Unified. And it's not because of the good teachers. It's because of the corrupt system that they are trapped in. So let's, you know, let's have it, help everybody to get out of this corrupt system. We just have to think differently. I know it's a big, giant mess, but why not fix it? Why not start over? I think people are motivated to do that right now. 
Rebecca, I think I saw somewhere um, maybe a couple of months ago that public school attendance is down like 9% through the pandemic. I mean, that's a pretty – You take if you take 9% out of the budget because they don't have the student enrollment, uh, that's a big deal. Well, it sure is. And I, I also read – and I don't know if I have the stat right, but I think I read that homeschooling is up by 200% because parents don't want their children sexualized and abused and – you know, to be in danger of a school shooting or whatever is going to happen next. Um, you know, there's a whole lot of money being pumped into our public schools, and it's going up to bureaucracy, as you mentioned earlier. So, um, you know, they're, they're losing some, some money by some kids leaving, but they need to lose a whole lot more. The money, fall, you know, if a child leaves the school, the school loses that money. So let's pull our kids out, and let's do something different. Um, these schools don't deserve our tax dollars. They're not doing a good job. They're not providing the service they promised to provide. They're actually harming our teachers, our good teachers. They're harming our children. They're harming our families. They're harming our country. So let's not let them do that anymore. Part of the reason why you're so passionate about this is because of your faith in Christ. Tell me how that intersects with all of this. Wow, that's a great question. Well, many years ago, well, my whole career, I have fought against the teacher unions. I told you I joined as a union rep for a while to try to change things from the inside because none of my teacher friends agreed with the crazy stuff going on in our schools. Um, and it, there was at one point where I was praying, God, would you please help us? You know, these unions are, are they're really bad and they're, they're lying. And I keep reading articles in you know the newspaper that they're so great and that they're doing all these wonderful things and that's not true. They're harming us. So I prayed and asked God, could you please, please, you know, help us expose this and God basically said, well, how about you do it? And so that's when I started, that was 2012, I started writing editorials to expose the unions for what they really are. And I knew because I had served on the inside, I had taught for so many years, I had been bullied by them, my friends had been bullied by them, spit upon by them, uh, barred from committees, all kinds of stuff. So I started by writing editorials, and within six months of that, I was serving as a plaintiff in our lawsuit, Frederick versus California Teachers Association, and and then I felt God calling me to write a book to educate teachers and parents on a deeper level so they could understand uh, what's really going on in our schools. So I wrote Standing Up to Goliath, and, um, and that kind of started just this whole uh, journey. I, I, my husband and I started for Kids in Country, kicking and screaming. We didn't want to start a nonprofit. It's a lot of work, but uh, no one else was speaking for teachers, and no one else was um, you know, most people were too afraid to speak against the teacher union, but we knew we could because we'd been their victim. So um, that's that's kind of how God led us on this journey, and and He continues to do so, and and we rely on Him and are honored to be vessels who are speaking the truth in a very dark world, and we're praying that um, that this truth will lead to some change and lead to people standing up and doing what's right for their children. Rebecca Fredericks joining us this afternoon. Thanks so much, Rebecca. The movie is called Whose Children Are They? Go to whosechildrenarethey.com for more information. And, uh, And again, thanks for the call this afternoon. Thanks for listening to Christian Outlook. Our program is coming to you today in partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. It's America's most unique graduate leadership programs offered on Pepperdine's breathtaking campus in Malibu, California. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. If you enjoy our podcast, take a moment and tell a friend to subscribe today.